so let's go on and get started. Uh, here we go. I wanted, so Amy Coney Barrett is uh, being, she's having her hearings, as you guys know, she's been, I think this is the last day of hearings. Um, yeah, so, uh, a Democratic senator reprises Kavanaugh hearings and asks Amy Coney Barrett if she's ever sexually assaulted anyone. Um, Senator uh, Maisie Hirono, I think that's how you pronounce it, who's from Hawaii, hearkened back to now Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearings Tuesday afternoon asking Judge Amy Coney Barrett whether she'd ever committed sexual assault. Senator Hirono, who turned up to the hearing, sporting a face mask with photos of the late Justice RBG, uh, was one of the final senators to question Barrett on Tuesday, the second day of Barrett's Senate confirmation hearings. After delivering remarks on ensuring the fitness of nomin on quote ensuring the fitness of nominees, end quote, Hirono questioned whether Barrett had ever been accused of sexual impropriety or entered into an agreement to, to related to inappropriate sexual conduct. Citing a statement from Chief Justice John Roberts in 2017 in which he acknowledged that the judiciary is not immune from the problem of sexual misconduct. Hirono said it is her duty to ensure the fitness of nominees for positions that have lifetime appointments. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any physical or verbal harassment or assault of a sexual nature? Hirono asked Barrett. No, Senator Hirono. Um... Barrett replied. Hirono then asked Barrett, have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? Bar uh, Barrett again said no. Now, let me say this. Do I have any problem with this question? No, I don't. I actually, I actually appreciate the consistency. I appreciate the consistency. Um, I think that, you know, when you, when you're trying to figure out someone and they're going to be on the Supreme Court. They're going to be in a high position. I think these are perfectly legitimate questions. Now, going back to uh, Justice Kavanaugh being, you know, going through his whole thing. I mean, he was slammed. There was, it was completely baseless. And they just kept, they just kept pushing that thing and pushing it, trying to push the narrative that he was indeed a gang rapist. And just a horrible dude. And he, he in fact wasn't, and it was totally baseless. So here's my question. Um, so we're looking at these things. So Kavanaugh was, was asked. And they, they looked into that, found nothing. Amy Coney Barrett has been asked. Donald Trump has been asked. When will Joe Biden? have to address these issues of Tara Reid and the women whose hair, you know, he he sniffed. Um and 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 all those things. When's that going to happen? Because I remember in the first debate I said, I wonder if they're gonna I wonder if they're going to ask about that. I said, I doubt it. Because I said, even though Chris Wallace is uh, from Fox News, I'm like, he's a never-Trumper. Um, so he's he will be tossing softball questions to Joe Biden. 
and allow Joe Biden to get away with being in in the vicinity of somewhat in the vicinity of answering the question. But I was wondering, I'm like, will he get asked this question? Will he be questioned about Tara Reid? Will he be questioned about, um, you know, his accusers and stuff like that? The way they did Donald Trump. I mean, they tr- they tried to destroy Donald Trump with that. It didn't work. But it's like, with Joe Biden, it's like, shh, 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 don't, shh, don't say anything about that. Don't even, don't even, don't even talk about it. So these, so these are things where I'm like, okay, well, let's just be, let's just be consistent here. Joe Biden has not nearly been pressed even 1% as hard as Donald Trump was. Seriously. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even close. It's not even close. And the, the, the sad thing about Joe Biden is there's a lot of things that Joe Biden has done where we have actual footage of. For example, when, uh, they said, oh, you know, Trump called the troops, uh, what, what was it like losers and suckers or whatever? There's no evidence of that. It came from an anonymous, <laughs> An anonymous source who who didn't even witness it but heard it from someone else. So they're like two people removed. Where we actually have evidence of Joe Biden calling. And again, it was all in jest. I'll give Joe Biden credit for that. But he said, you know, clap for that, you know, you stupid bastards. He actually called them that. And there's actually video evidence of that. And the media doesn't bat an eye about it. With Joe Biden, we've seen footage of him. We've seen actual footage of him multiple times of sniffing the hair of women. Which, by the way, he—I remember when he talked when he when he did address that. He's like, "Yeah, we live in different times." When was that a thing? Please let me know. When was it a thing to just sniff women's hair? I know a lot of, I know a lot of guys that are older. That, they, they, they didn't do that. And I've, and I've asked them, I said, I said, I said, okay, I know I'm young. I know I didn't live through that. Um, but I said, was that ever a thing where if you're a stranger or you, you know, you hardly, you don't really know someone, but you know them decently enough to possibly hug them or shake their hand or, or whatever. Was it ever a thing? To sniff their hair. And they said, no, unless, you know, unless you're dating or married to them. That was never a thing. And, and they, they, they told me what I suspected. But I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, okay. And, and you know, Tara Reed just came out. And I, I don't think her, I don't think it's going to do anything. But Tara Reed came out and said, okay. Uh, she's going to release a, a memoir the week before the election. I said, okay. Now, w- let me say this. Will it dissuade voters? I don't believe so. I, I'm, I'm already very confident that people are gonna, they, people have already made up their minds. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay. So when is it Joe Biden's turn? When is it, tar- when is it our turn? You know, when, it, when, it, when is it time for Americans and the media to tie up Joe Biden's feet, sit him in a chair, and hold his feet to the fire? When when does that take place? 
if at all. And obviously, it's not, it's not gonna happen. Because with, with Donald Trump, they went, they went, I mean, they started like from the get-go. Like, if I remember correctly, it was, they started around the time of the primaries, when this stuff started to come out. And I was like, wow, okay. So I was like, okay, you know what, these things should be investigated, this is, this is serious stuff. Whether he sexually, you know, whether he sexually assaulted people, and you know, it's, it's, it's so, it's funny when people talk about that, that clip that I think, I think was from TMZ where he was talking about grabbing women by their pussies. And they took that completely out of context. He did not say, I grab women by their pussies. If you, if you listen to the whole clip, which it's very, it's, the media wasn't gonna, sh- they weren't, they weren't gonna share that. They just said, oh, you know, you just heard the, oh yeah, you can grab women by their pussies and stuff like that. What he was saying, is that when you are a man of great wealth and great status and great power, women will often throw themselves at you and let you do what you want to them. That's what he was saying. He did not say that he does it. He didn't say that. He was talking about what it's like being a man of a man of a man like him as as it relates to women. That's what he was talking about. But when it comes to when it comes to this issue with uh, with Joe Biden, it's 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 huge, and I I I just I'm waiting for us to look at him. <coughs> I'm waiting for us to look at him and say, okay, Joe, it's your it's it's your turn. You've you've haven't really had to answer these questions. These things haven't been brought up. You haven't really faced your accusers and stuff like that. Your accuser, your accusers have been pretty much silenced. See, it's so interesting how people talk about, oh, you know, you know, the right likes to silence, silence these women. No. We've seen, we've seen that when, when the person is on the right or when the person is a very high, a man of great wealth and power and status, that, that, Women are especially enabled to, to quote unquote, speak their truth, which I'm going to get into later. They spoke it about Donald Trump. They came against Justice Brett Kavanaugh out of, literally out of nowhere. A whole bunch of women just came out with stories that were not true. And, and, and that was it. That was it. Like, not, like nothing, you know, nothing has happened with Joe Biden. And I'm just saying, okay, let's, can we at least, can we at least be fair? Can we at least kinda press Joe Biden about this? Can we kinda press Kamala Harris about this? Because remember, Kamala, I remember Kamala Harris came out originally and said that she believed his accusers. So, if so and she and she's all she's all you know you know i i stand with her i believe her believe all women all that stuff so if you are okay if you say okay i believe his accusers that means you believe that he is indeed a sexual assaulter and a rapist 
That's that's what you believe. Yet when it comes time when you when your shoulder got tapped, and you received that phone call, did that just fly out your head? And you know it's so it's so amazing. She was she was talking to Stephen Colbert, man. Kamala Harris is she is not a good person. She is she's she's really horrific. But she was you know Stephen asked her, and I I actually was shocked that Stephen asked this because he was because he was like you know you called uh, Joe Biden you know a rapist and you know uh, a sexual assaulter and a racist in the debates, and Kamala <laughs> Kamala's defense was. It was a debate. It was a debate. And she's just chuckling. And I'm like, what in the world, man? And, and then so, and Stephen even asked me, he's like, okay, so like, so like, is it really real? Like, is it true? And she's, she still doesn't proceed to answer the question. So I'm like, okay. What, what, so what, what's, what's going on here? It's like she, it's like she, there are people who still, who still to this day believe that Brett Kavanaugh is a rapist when there is no evidence of it at all. Like, like zero, like zilch. And we look at this stuff and I'm like, my goodness, man, can we just, can we at least be consistent? And that, that's really what I try to keep my channel about. Um, let's be consistent. Let's get rid of society's double standards. Because we say, because we say that we want equality. Equality, in my, in my opinion, it, it doesn't exist. Even, you know, it's a very interesting, even in heaven, um, we're not going to be equal, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that right now. But this whole this whole idea of okay, everyone should be equal, everyone should have their fair shot. Okay, that's reasonable. But let's look at this stuff, and and we're we're just we're not even being we're not even being consistent. Put Joe Biden's feet to the flames and press him about this stuff. We've not, we have now, and fair and fairly so, we have now asked a woman. Pretty much a suburban soccer mom, if she has been accused of sexual assault. We aren't doing that for Joe Biden. Is it because he's senile? I think that's one reason. Is it because he has dementia? I think that's another reason. Is it because he can replace Donald Trump? I believe that's the main reason. So that's, that's really, um, that's really where it is. So that's what I, you know, that's just one topic I want to talk about. You know, let's just put Joe Biden's feet to the flames on this topic, man. He hasn't, he hasn't really had to answer for this stuff. He hasn't been pressed the way Donald Trump was. And Donald Trump was pressed. I mean, they talk about it all the time. How can we have a sexual assaulter in the White House? How can we have a rapist in the White House? Crickets. Relative crickets about Joe Biden and this and his accusers. Okay. Um Here's a here's a news story from Breitbart. Um Tommy Lee uh swears 
he will leave the U.S. if Trump wins, um, says uh, America is embarrassing itself before the world. Uh, Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee made the uh, promise that many left-wing celebrities have made, failed, have made before and failed to honor leaving the United States if Donald Trump wins the presidency. Um, Tommy Lee told the British publication the big issue that he will quit the U.S. and move to Europe if the president wins re-election in November. Dude, I said, <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up, man. Uh, dude, I swear to God, if that happens, I'm coming over to visit the UK. I'm out of here. I'll go back to my motherland, go back to Greece. Go back to go to Greece and get a house on one of the islands, said Lee, who was born in Greece but raised in the US. The thing that stings the most is that I feel like we're embarrassing. I feel like people in Europe and the rest of the world look at America and think, what the F are you guys doing over there? Stop voting for celebrities and get someone real to run the country. Um... Yeah. You know, let me let me say this. There have been so many people who said, "Okay, I remember even I remember even before Donald Trump, I remember when Obama got in where people talked about, "Oh, you know, if that guy wins, uh, I'm out of here." And they were still here, and they are still here to this day. All this, "Oh, you know, I I I can't stand him, you know, I'm going to leave." No, you're not going to leave. This is the greatest most desirable nation on the planet. By far. By far. Again, let me let me let me cite some studies for you guys about you know the world population and stuff like that. Okay? Every year, every single year, um so let's let's go back to twenty sixteen. So in twenty sixteen, Joe Biden not Joe Biden. Donald Trump became president. The U.S. did not shrink in population. It grew. It grew 0.67%. 2017, 0.64%. 2018, 0.62%. 2019, 0.6%. And this year, it was 0.59%. Now, this is, this is huge stuff. This is, this is huge stuff. And we have to look at this stuff and say, okay, well, what's the rule? What is the rule for this? When are, when are people, when are people just going to admit, hey, you know what? I may not like Donald Trump, but you know what? America is really, really great. Here's what people fail to understand. Here's what people, I think they do understand about the presidency, but they don't understand it. Like, I, I, I don't know. What Donald Trump does on a day-to-day basis, does, how, how much, what percent, how much does it affect what you do every day? Seriously, like, how much does it affect from, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? How much are you affected by what Donald Trump does? How much were you affected by what President Obama did? Bush, Clinton. That's not how the presidency works. I've talked about this before. What matters more is local, local officials and state officials. Those influence you more day to day than the presidency. 
Does the doesn't matter who's in the White House? Yes. But remember, there are three hundred uh there are three hundred and thirty one million people in the United States. As of right now. And we look at these things and it's like, okay. So now now what do we do? Donald Trump, what Donald Trump does every day, it does not affect my daily life. I still do what I do. I still, I would still go into work. I'd still drive my car. I'd still eat food. I would still watch TV. I would still read books. The presidency does not affect your day-to-day life. And when I look at this stuff, when people, I, it's so irritating to me. And I, I kind of find it funny when people say, oh, I'm going to leave. It's like, no, you're not. Even John Legend has come out and said, yeah, uh, we're, we're thinking about leaving. No, you're not. You've had all this time to leave. You've had all this time to leave. So you, so you have had three and a half years to leave. You've had almost four years to leave, yet you are still here. You are still here. Now, let me say this. Will some people leave? Yes. We have seen that people... That some people do, in fact, leave. But it's relatively very few. America is the greatest nation on the planet. It is the most desirable nation. How do we know that it's the most desirable? Well, let's just look into it. Okay. Uh, Top 20 destinations and origins of international migrants in 2019. So here's the top 20 destinations. United States, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Russian Federation, the UK, United Arab Emirates, France, Canada, Australia, Italy, Spain, Turkey, India, Ukraine, South Africa, Kazakhstan, Thailand, Malaysia, Jordan, Pakistan. Those are the 20 most desirable countries. But where are people leaving? Are people are people leaving America? doesn't really appear like it top the top places people are leaving india mexico china russian federation syrian arab republic bangladesh pakistan ukraine philippines afghanistan indonesia poland uk germany kazakhstan palestinian territories myanmar romania egypt turkey hmm there was no united states over there that's really interesting. Go to go to un.org and this is this is the uh, this is the what's the name of this report because I want I want you guys to have access to it. Let you know I'm not making this stuff up. This is the World Migration Report 2020. And this is very very huge. This is very important stuff. We can see, you know, people talk about, oh, America's a horrible, horrible nation. Is that really true? The, the reason it bugs me is because it's just, it's just not true. It just isn't true. It doesn't, it, it, the math doesn't add up. If America, let's, let's, let's do this. If America is indeed a horrible, racist, 
xenophobic nation sexist you know you know all this stuff all the obics why are we number one in in destination why is that why are, and I mean it's not even close it's not even close we're looking at about 52 looking at about 52 million uh migrants in 2019 what's Germany I don't know Based off, based off this bar graph, um, it's looking like 15. Saudi Arabia's looking like 15 million. Russian Federation, like 14 million. UK, 13 million. It, it's not close. People like it here. It's a, it's a wonderful, fantastic place. People aren't going to China. People are trying to get out of China because China is a horrific place. Mexico, people don't like it there. It's not desirable. I'm not saying people, I know a lot of people who vacation there. But guess what? They don't live there. They're trying, they're trying to get out of there. It is, it is the number one place that people are trying to leave. And these, these are just huge. This, this is an important matter that we need to understand. Um, look, Tommy Lee, you may leave. I would, I would make a very safe bet that you're not going to leave. You've had almost four years to, let me say this. If, if it's like, okay, a celebrity's running the country. Okay. So you now have had four years and you have money. You have resources. You have the ability to pretty much just get up and go. Yet you're here. What are you waiting for? He's not going to move, folks. John Legend, he's not going to move. America is fantastic. It is great. It is... There's the reason people talk about the American dream. I honestly... I honestly encourage people... Talk... Try to talk to immigrants. Talk to people who, who, who have moved here. Talk to people who are, you know, first generation or second generation. Talk to talk to people whose families have recently come here. It's amazing what they say. The hardships that they left where it's like, man, we did everything we could to get here. You don't hear stories about that like, man, we did whatever we could to get to Canada. Man, we, we did whatever we could to get to Pakistan. No, people do whatever they can to come here. Because they understand... How precious American soil is. If you're here on American soil. The opportunities that you have. The blessings that could. That could come your way. And will will likely come your way. The, the path to great success that you could have. My goodness man. Okay now. I, I, I mentioned. I mentioned a phrase. Earlier. Um. Where I, where I talked about, oh, you know, speaking my truth. And I want to, I want to address this topic. There is no such thing as your truth. There is no such thing as my truth. There is just the truth. 
there's your opinion, there's my opinion, there's your neighbor's opinion, there's your boss's opinion, there's your child's opinion, there's Donald Trump's opinion, there's Joe Biden's opinion. There is only one, tr- there's, there's only one truth. I hate when people talk about this, you know, <laughs> this idea of, of, of my truth. I remember that, uh, that Calvin Klein ad where they, where they had a bunch of different people. Um, and then there was this one, there was this one morbidly obese lady. Um, this, I think she's from, I think she's Nigerian. Um, and her, she's in, she's, uh, she's like sitting on a couch and she's got, uh, she's got a uh, bra on and some, uh, some, some, un- some, some type of underwear. And, uh, the caption is, is like, uh, I speak my truth in hashtag my Calvins. And I'm like, that's not a thing. There is, there's no your truth. If you're, you know, if you're, it, it just, it, it does not, it does not exist. And so why, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because there is a serious problem, I believe, in in the world today where people are not seeking truth people focus on saying okay i'm gonna preach my truth no no that's not truth we have to get back we have to get back to looking at truth we have to look we have to get back to seeking the objective truth well i'm saying i'm saying what makes me feel good okay just know that just know that it's it's not true. There are certain things that are that are that are actually true and there are certain things that may hurt you. I remember um in this in the in the ad I'm talking about, um this lady was she was she was upset um that she was that she was called morbidly obese. And she thought that was like fat shame. And it's like, no, that's just, that's just, that's objective truth. That's not, that's not, that wasn't someone saying, oh, you're a fat person. That was someone actually using a a scientific term, a medical term of being, and by the way, this woman is morbidly obese. Her name, her name is, her name is Chika, C-H-I-K-A. Veronica. Um, this is the, the, these these are huge these are huge things, and she was she was upset. Where she talked about oh well, you know I you know this is this is true. This is this is what someone this is what someone wrote. Um, and this is back in 2019, but I'm, I'm just using this. Uh, as an anecdote to talk about to talk about this stuff, on Tuesday, self-described conservative and Brexiteer uh, Dominique Samuels posted a picture of Calvin Klein billboard featuring indie rapper Chica Oronica. By the way, um, I don't know if I'm mispronouncing your name. I apologize if I do. I'm not trying to make fun of you in this area, but I I believe it's Chica, C H I K A. Chica just doesn't sound right, so I think it's Chica. Um, here was here was a tweet. Out of all the black plus size models that exist, 
you just had to pick one that looks five minutes from diabetes to promote unhealthy living. Calvin Klein, you should be ashamed, Samuels wrote. I've got no problem with average curvy bodies being represented in fashion. The average size of a woman is around 14 and 16, which is a true statement. Uh, this isn't that. It's not representing women. It's participating in this dumb, woke culture that needs to die out fast. And people, people might say, oh, that's really being, oh, that's really being hateful. No, it's not. I, and, you know, let me say this. When it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, curvy bodies being shown, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Show people, show, show where most people are. I have, I have no problem with that. Most people aren't, you know, aren't those, you know, women who come down the catwalks. And I, you know, let me, let me say this, let me say that I'm kind of meandering here, but there's a lot of points that I want to hit. A lot of people talk about the phrase real women. And they say that those models who come down the catwalk aren't real women. Yes, they are. They just aren't your typical woman. Those are, those are real humans. Those are real female. These are, those are real female humans. They may not portray the typical woman. Because they're clearly are not a size, you know, they're not a size 14 or 16. But they are real women, so, I mean, isn't, isn't that kind of, you know, not being inclusive and stuff like that? You know, that, that's my question to the left right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, with Dominique Samuel saying this, it's like, okay, yeah, 14, size 14, 16, go on and show this. And you have this, you have, a uh, Chica Oronica sitting on a couch and she's now she is I want to say she's 20 gosh I want to say she's 23 I think she's 23 yeah she's 23 um and you know we have, we have to we have to understand that things like this are not healthy these things are not safe when we when we promote people to speak say oh you know speak your truth you know say your truth no you need to address the facts and you need you need to you need to move on from there see if if chica has any real friends what her friends would tell her by the way, she's tw- she's 23 and she's morbidly obese. She is not at this rate she's not going to live a long life. She has no chance of hitting 70. At at this rate, if she if she stays if she stays the course of remaining morbidly obese. What your friends what what friends will tell you is if she if she does have friends, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, I don't know. But her friends will tell her. Listen, and her by the way, her real name is her her real name is Jane. And they they they'd be like, you know, Jane, look, we love you, we care about you, we want you to be around here for a long time. But that can't happen at the size that you are. You're killing yourself, you're hurting yourself. And you're not going to live a long, nice, healthy life. You're not healthy. You're morbidly obese. 
And we want, we want you to be around here. We're not trying to fat shame you. But we do love you and we care about you. And that's why we're saying this. These are very important things. Um, you know, a lot of people will sometimes try to talk about, uh, the, you know, talk about, you know, don't listen to your haters. No, 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 no. Listen to your haters, actually. Listen to your haters. Listen to your detractors. Because your, here's the thing about haters. Haters will often tell you things that you don't hear from your fans. Your fans will try to defend you and protect you. But haters, quote unquote haters, will tell you things that you, that you may need to hear. Your family may not, your family may not tell you. Your mom probably isn't going to tell you about your flaws. But haters, it's like, okay, they, yes, they will tell you. But these are very important things that we must understand. There is, there is no, there is no your truth. There is no my truth. Imagine, just, just, just stop for a minute. Imagine if we really lived in a society like that, where we actually operated by your truth and your truth and my truth. Everyone had their own truth. Imagine you have a court case. Imagine you have a court case. And, you know, let's just, you know what? Let's take, let's take, let's take, let's take a case of sexual assault. Okay? Let's say person A says, I, my truth is that I was sexually assaulted by person B. Person B says, well, it's my truth that person A sexually assaulted me. Or person, or person B comes out and says, my truth is that I didn't sexually assault you, that it was consensual. If, if, think about that. How would, how would we function as a society if we all just operated by our, by our truths? What if, you know, you know, say we're driving and we're at a red light and you saw, and I say, you know what? My truth is that I have a green light. I don't, I don't feel like stopping. I don't want to stop. The fact is that it's, it's red. But for me, I want it to be green. So I'm just going to go. What, 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 where, where would that leave us? As a society, we cannot function like that. You can't function. And again, I'm not saying it's not okay to have your opinion. It's a great thing to have your opinion. I enjoy sharing my opinion. This is one of the reasons I have my podcast, because I'm able to say what I want to say. It's really refreshing and very therapeutic. While I do have my opinion, I do have to stick to facts. I do have to, I do have to state facts and I do have to understand that facts do exist. It just, it just, it's just the way it is. And we have to understand that and we have to appreciate that and we have to operate by that. So stop saying this is my truth. I'm going to speak my truth. No. There is the truth. There is objective truth. And then there is your own.